0: I will tell you, as odd as it may be to some of you men, not all females love flowers. I think most do. I'm one that I like them, but they don't speak the love language to me that something else would. So make sure you understand. Have you asked the people that are really meaningful in your life, what is your language of love? you may be surprised at some of the answers and then it'll help you be a much better communicator because you're speaking their language that really means something to them.
1: Did you know that you have a love language? This love language is the way we feel loved and appreciated. Today on Hope for the Heart, we're going to listen to a pre-recorded phone conversation June Hunt had with a young woman. She was asking for help with the way she communicated with her mother. She says the interaction brings out the worst in her. June gets very practical as she talks to this caller and helps her with a paradigm shift. So let's get started with today's program about communication.
0: I wanted to begin with an image. It is a woman who's standing over her husband with a big sign. We don't talk anymore. (laughs) That is the challenge of communication. He has a perplexed look. Now, the next one I want you to see is different. The next one is a woman and a man sitting at a table. She says, In an effort to open lines of communication between us, I've taken out an ad in the sports section. (laughs) (laughs) Communication. Let me tell you, at times, we will have miscues. For example, in our ministry. It's my responsibility to make sure that we're on the same wavelength, that I'm being understood. And I typically don't get upset if if somebody is not getting it because I've got to make sure they repeat back what I've said. If it's really important, then I'll say, now what are you hearing me say? Sometimes what I get back isn't all. It's only a part. And so what I think is always very helpful, and I always appreciate this, there are several people who I know, if I give an assignment, they'll say, well, let me make sure I've got this. And they'll start repeating back exactly what they perceived that I said. And most of the time we're there, but at the times we're not. So a gift you could give to someone that you care about, if they're asking you to do something, just say, well, let me make sure I've got it. You're wanting me to do da-da-da. Is that Right. What's so good about that is you feel secure that, yes, you did get it. The other person feels secure, oh, you cared enough to make it clear. Now, me saying this is going to be my tickler to say, June, you need to do that more with others. You can have much better communication with people that you care about if you're making sure you're both understanding the same thing. So the receiver of the communication needs to understand what is meant by the sender. I'd like for us to listen to a call... I became a Christian about three years ago, mm-hmm.
2: but there's one part of my personality that I like to see change in regards to how I treat one person in my life. Mm-hmm. The interaction just brings out the worst part in me. Oh! You read in the Bible, stay away from sin and be holy and mm-hmm. it's easy to do when it's easy to do. <laughs> right. It's easy to do yeah. when it's a I like that. It's easy to do when it's easy to do. You are so right. i about it for two years now sometimes it's better but it sometimes it's not better
0: hmm now how long has she been a Christian three years. three years what has she not told us we don't really know who the problem is with or what the problem yeah we just know that there's a problem and she's being a little bit covert so do you ask or do you not ask yeah you ask a person can always say I'd rather not talk about it or they can give a response, but if somebody's talking with you about a problem, help them out. You may have to be the initiator to find out what is the scene. Can you picture a scene of any kind? Get the picture of what's going on. Let's go on. How long have you known this person? Well, this person is a close family member. So did you actually grow up in the same home? Yes. Would you be willing to share the relationship? Say it's my mom. Say it's your mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. how old are you? I'm 23. Are there other kids in the family? No,
2: there isn't.
0: Is there a dad in the home? Yep. What's your relationship like with him?
2: Dad is the middle ground between me and my mother. I get along with my dad, my mom gets along with my dad. If Uh I have arguments with my mom, he comes in
0: between. Has it always been this way?
2: When I was small, before we immigrated, I was closer to my mother than I was with my father. But since we've immigrated here, the dynamics just changed.
0: How old were you when you immigrated? Eight. Do you have any idea why things changed after you immigrated?
2: Maybe it is cultural differences, language differences, Sometimes if you do want to express something in English, you can't do it in your native tongue and it's frustrating in
0: itself. Okay. So she's been speaking her native tongue as an adult, but at age eight you heard a lot of English and so you've acclimated. Yeah. Does she speak English? Not very little. Is there any intimidation by virtue of you being fluent in English? Maybe. Have you been very open and very specific with your dad? Have you asked, do you know why we have have difficulty.
2: Yeah, he said that maybe I completely misunderstand my mom.
0: Mm-hmm. Does he have insight as to why the difficulty? He has said, well, you misunderstand. But I'm gathering that there's a little bit more than that, right? Let me just give you a scenario. Uh, that's what I would love to hear.
2: It's very minuscule. My mother might come home at night and then she expects me as soon as she opens the door mm-hmm. to say, hello, mom. Sometimes she'll open the door and then just say nothing and see if I'll say it or not. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't say it, she'll, how come you didn't say hi to me? And then I might say, well, you didn't say hi to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I guess maybe through calling, I've seen that maybe these things are just so minuscule.
0: (laughs) Isn't that interesting? She's already going, wait a minute, this doesn't sound like a big deal. What was going on here? What's this dynamic that you're hearing? It's a big deal to the mother. It's a big deal to the mother. The mother wants her to what? Respect her. Say hi. Acknowledge her very presence when she comes in. Is that abnormal? No, maybe the kids don't understand it, but no, that's not abnormal. I mean, you've got a mom who has been raising a child for years and years and years, and for years that child was totally dependent. Here she is 23, and she has a totally different perspective, totally different relationship. The difficulty for parents is here they're needed for everything, and then they've got the responsibility to more and more let loose, and that is hard. Now, does this sound abnormal for the mom? Does it sound like she's being overbearing, asking her to say hi? No. So why do you think that it's been a problem for the 23 year old? She's trying oh. to grow independence. Oh, she's and trying to grow her mom's letting her go. Okay, and having difficulty with her mom letting her go.: Excuse me.: I said it almost
1: sounds like a failure in communication skills.:
0: Failure in communication skills, yeah now. What did you hear about language? Who speaks English? She speaks English. What does her mom speak? Some other language. So already that could make a person feel insecure. It sounds like she doesn't understand the role that she needs to have in the family unless there's something else. Sometimes you start fishing and then you find out there are other things too. But right now, it sounds as though she has unrealistic expectations of what it means to be a part of a family and show respect. By the way, do you think she's even focusing on what her mom needs? No clue.
2: With the immigration, the daughter was young and she adjusted in this new area, which was totally exciting and everything for her. It was like the mother had been uprooted from what was familiar and now was in a totally unfamiliar surrounding, and so her comfort was going to come from her daughter, and it it wasn't coming. Wow.
0: Yeah. When there is an immigration for an adult, that is different from a child. You're right. By the way, this is where some kids can feel very self-important. And they are needed to do a number of things, but they can get cocky. Or they can miss the God-given role they need to have. The advantage here is she identified herself as a what? Christian. That means the Spirit of God is going to be working within her heart. We'll go back to the call. Okay, so you haven't had a knockdown, drag out fight, but what I'm hearing though is you're feeling a lack of connection. What is her language of love? What speaks love to her? Touch, hugging, hugs. What is her favorite food? Anything Asian? Okay, you've brought up an excellent example. If she were to only speak in her native tongue and I come on the scene not fluent in any Asian language, therefore we can't really communicate. Being able to speak another's language of love is huge. It shows intent. Obviously, she's sensitive about this. If she could care less about you, it wouldn't be any big deal if she walks in and you don't say a word. That is an issue. Shows that she does care. Mm-hmm. It means a great deal to her for you just to say, hi, Mom. Well, if normally I think if
2: my dad comes home, I may not bother, and he doesn't mind. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll call my mm-hmm. name and look for me in the house. Mm -hmm. But with my mom, I just think, how come there has to be this ritual or this rule that set? I have to do this or else she'll get upset. Mm -hmm. If I don't, with my dad it's natural and it is genuine. If I feel I have to say this, then I'm only doing it because she's telling me I have to do it. What does that show?
0: It doesn't show anything. Okay. She's saying it doesn't show anything if she is on performance, if she has to legalistically do it. Ooh, it's not true. Okay, that's what you're saying. How would you support, ooh, that's not true, position biblically? Is there any scripture that you could think of? There's a definitely, you know, obeying your parents. Honor your father and mother. That's one of the ten biggies. Philippians 2, where you are to actually show preferential treatment to what somebody else wants. The picture of Jesus. He said, I did not come to what? Be served, but to what? but to serve and to give my life.
2: I would use, do you want to be Christ-like?
0: Do you want to be Christ-like? You're saying, that's what you would use. Do you want to be Christ-like? Now you're appealing to her conscience. That is excellent, because she started out telling us she was a Christian, new Christian.
1: This is Hope for the Heart, and June Hunt is once again sharing biblical principles in this phone call. There's more of this conversation coming up. And June's keys for living on this topic of communication can be found at hopefortheheart.org. Now let's get back to this conversation. As June talks with this caller about loving her mom, and we see that shift in how the daughter sees her mom. A quick reminder, this phone call is pre-recorded.
0: There are times, though, so- If something really means a lot to another person, you do it. This is one of the principles of getting along with another person, and it's found in Philippians. Philippians 2 talks about relationships, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. I remember my mother, whenever we were out at a restaurant, she would be very conscious about sitting to make sure other people would get the better view. So then verse 4, each of you should not look only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to say, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, Mm -hmm. even the death on the cross. If we could view ourselves in the most positive way as the strength of having a servant's heart— Mm -hmm. When something is very meaningful to someone else, we are to be light in the midst of darkness. Is your mother a true, authentic Christian? She's not. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. Notice people were so drawn to his mercy, his grace. Would you like to be Christ-like? Yes, of course. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I had a very difficult father. I finally decided one day, when Dad comes in, I'm going to say, Hi, Dad, how was your day? Hi. One day, he comes home, and I've already primed myself to think I'm going to be pleasant. So I said, Hi, Dad, how was your day? And he said, Don't you ever say that to me. That's the dumbest thing I've." And, I mean, I just got blown away. And so I kept trying to think of what is his need, and I began to pray for his salvation. I knew that if I could unzip him and put Jesus in him for a week, that he would want to have the Savior. It gave me compassion when I began to realize he needs the Lord. So instead of looking at his fault, I saw his need. That helped me because I began to pray that he would allow the Lord Jesus Christ to meet his need. And that mindset changed my attitude. How would he be drawn to my Savior if I Mm -hmm. am the continual critic? Yeah, because right now there's no reason
2: for my mom to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. seeing how I am as a Christian. From her perspective, I don't think she has any
0: incentives. That helps us realize we've got to think differently in order to expose her to true Christianity. Because true Christianity is not rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus himself living inside, isn't it?
2: I'm just kind of realizing how all these things are really so minuscule. Maybe that's why my dad doesn't understand why I can't
0: get along with her. Isn't that interesting? She's getting a whole paradigm shift here. Her assumption, I think, was initially what can I do to get my mom off my back? How can I get my mom to quit expecting me to say hi? (laughs) Basically, she's been very self focused. She needs to take the position that Jesus had. I did not come to be served, but to serve. Of course, when I asked, would you like to be Christ-like? She said yes. So in that case, if you really want to be Christ-like, then you have to go, oh, what did Christ do? He served. He didn't demand. So now we've got to go a little farther, and we'll cover a very important point for her to do. What is not minuscule is everyone has a need to connect, and you want to be able to connect with your parents. Jesus made a point of calling his disciples friends. God so loved the world, a relationship word that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jeremiah thirty-one, 3, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. 1 John three, one: how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. So we see all these relationship words that come from God to us, and we were made for connection, to be in relationship. You really want the best relationship you could possibly have with both parents, don't you? Yeah. I want to ask you, what could be a plan to connect now to her mom? What are some things that she could do? Improve her language. Improve her language, right. And that would mean what? Close her relationship with her mother. Close her relationship with her mom. Acknowledge her when she comes in, because that's what she's desiring. Show that she cares about her. Oh, huh. what are some things to let her know besides "Hi, Mom"? That uh, she's actually thinking about her. Hug her, her, her. Respond to her. What are some other things besides that? Food, cooking. cooking. Like what? Do Mexican food? Asian food. <laughs> oh no, Asian food, because that's what she said. How do you speak another person's language of love? That makes a huge difference. We'll go back to the call. I want us to come up with a plan. Okay. When you think about her language of love, one of the things that would be meaningful to her is for you to initiate the hello or a dialogue. Your focus is going to be, I want my mother to know the love of Jesus Christ. We have been predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. And that means that she see Christ in you. Yeah. So tell me now, what have you heard me say? I have to be a servant. Jesus came into the world
2: to serve. And so sometimes when I'm arguing with her, I always think, I'm right, I'm right. You know, mm-hmm. you're wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. From that perspective, of just putting myself lower a little bit, just putting aside the proudness. I want to stick to my thing of, oh, I don't have to say hello to you, but putting that aside and then just seeing what
0: happens. That's excellent she's got to lower herself she said she wants to basically be a servant like Christ and she's going to initiate okay the practical thing that we talked about was the food that's a possibility bring something that somebody loves I will tell you as odd as it may be to some of you men not all females love flowers I think most do I'm one that I like them, but they don't speak the love language to me that something else would. So make sure you understand. Have you asked the people that are really meaningful in your life, what is your language of love? You may be surprised at some of the answers, and then it'll help you be a much better communicator because you're speaking their language that really means something to them. We'll go back to the call. Look at her interests. Her interests is she wants a relationship with you. I asked you what is her favorite food, and you said anything Asian. When you know something that someone likes, then speak their language of love. That means if you know your mother has a favorite food, just come in with it. Say, by the way, Mom, I know you love this. I bought it for you. Mm -hmm. What would be her attitude if you were to do that? If she likes it, she'll be happy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think she would be surprised at all? Yeah. I want you to have a heart-to-heart conversation. Say, Mom, I've been thinking about it. I want to thank you for all the times when you fed me as a little child. Mm -hmm. You bathed me. You provided all the things you did. I've just never really thought about that. I want to ask your forgiveness for being ungrateful. Would you forgive me? And then you could ask her, is there anything else that I've done to hurt you? And let her talk. If you can speak that person's language of love, they know you are being intentional. They will respond because they know you're seeking to speak to their hearts.
1: What a great conversation here on Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. This daughter started out frustrated with her mom. Now she sees her mom and the situation through biblical principles. Like June said, the issue sometimes isn't being right, it's being wise. Free downloads on communication and conflict resolution can be found at HopeForTheHeart.org. And for a deeper look into these issues, you'll want to order from our Keys for Living on these topics. That website one more time to find it all is HopeForTheHeart.org. Now, here again is June.
0: Hi, this is June again. I've been humbled by how God has blessed this broadcast by reaching millions of people over the past 34 years. We've been sharing the vital message how God's truth provides real answers to our real questions. After October 2nd, our daytime broadcast will transition off the air, but you can still listen to our nighttime program. And I invite you to our new website, junehunt.org. Here you'll find my audio teaching resources, just like you've heard on this broadcast. Plus, our Keys for Living series will be available, addressing relevant topics like anger, abuse, grief, forgiveness, marriage and family issues, and many other topics people face in life. Words can't express how much I appreciate our loyal listening audience, so join me as we step into this new season. Make junehunt.org your place to go for biblical hope and practical help, where I'll continue to provide God's truth for today's problems, anytime, anywhere.
1: June, thank you for that message. And to our listeners, we're so grateful to you. We invite you to follow June on her new website. That's junehunt.org. It goes online in October. You can also listen to June on her nighttime radio program, Hope in the Night. And follow her on Facebook for daily messages of hope and help. And there's one more area of ministry that's fairly new. Listen to this.
2: Caregivers come from different backgrounds, education, and experience. But they all have one thing in common, a desire to help those who are hurting. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new caregiver training offered by Hope for the Heart. This 10-week video-based program can help you deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church. Biblical caregivers who can help meet the needs of hurting people, connecting lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This comprehensive training shows the biblical model for caregiving and includes sessions on effective listening, crisis intervention, family dynamics, having a ministry of presence, and more. Proverbs 11.14 reminds us that where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
1: Well, we're really excited about this caregiver training. That website, one more time, is lifelinetohope.org. For June Hunt, I'm Joe Wolf. Join us tomorrow for more hope and help right here on Hope for the Heart.